0: Welcome to the Quest Express, your passport to immersive travel experiences and cozy conversations. For curious explorers who understand the art of slow travel, we're your go-to podcast. Every few weeks, we touch the heartbeat of a new city where we chat with artists, innovators, historians, and entrepreneurs who make each city come alive. The Quest Express is not just a podcast, It's your ultimate slow travel companion. It's an invitation to begin your own quest.
1: Today bring your appetite because we'll be talking to Monica Cesarato, a travel and food blogger and culinary guide from Venice. She's also the host of a podcast called Venice Talks and author of Andar Prabakuri, a food and wine guide to Cicchetti and Bakuri in Venice. She's been giving food tours since 2008 and has been featured in Forbes, Lonely Planet, and Travel Magazine. She's also been featured on the Food Network and Apple TV, where she's made appearances to talk about Venice and food. Buon appetito. I definitely know who I'm booking for a food tour the next time I come to Venice. I got really (laughs) excited looking through your website. Oh, thank you. so um, Thank you so
0: much for having me.
1: Yeah, it's it's great. Um, so how many years have you or your family been in Venice?
0: Well, actually, I live just outside of Venice, about five kilometers. But I used to go to school there. Uh, well, I was born and raised uh, around here, anyway. So when I spent uh, about twelve years in England when I was young, and when I came back, so I've been back in Italy since. Uh, well, in Venice in ninety nine. So, yeah, and I went to school in Venice, so, Mm. you know, and I spent like seven days a week there. I sleep at home, but I actually spend most of my time there.
1: When I was in Venice in 2015, it it just felt like a magical wonderland. I'm kind of an old soul. Um, I love that there were no cars. And so it has a Mm -hmm. very ancient feel to it. So what was it like going to school as uh well I, f- first of all i
0: had to get up very early because being from the countryside you know by the time you take a bus and stuff so i had to get up at like at six in the morning to be <laughs> school by eight mm-hmm. but it's a feeling i think uh, it is uh, something that's still there nowadays that uh, makes venice so unique is the fact that there are no cars you know the children i see them nowadays uh you still see the children that can go to school on their own they don't need anybody to take them because you know uh, literally, and I'm talking about small kids, like eight, nine years old, packing their bag in the morning and just walking to school. Uh, and it's a very safe city as well. I think the most interesting part of Venice, even though unfortunately we're losing like a thousand inhabitants per year, is the fact that there is the best sense. Of- and, and for children, above all, it's, uh, you know, it's very important because, yes, they can go on their own, mainly because there are people looking after them anyway you know we all know each other and everything okay it's true where we got a lot of tourism and, and stuff like that but generally speaking Venice is a very 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 safe city I can go around at like two o'clock in the uh-huh. morning on my own and as a woman and literally you know the only thing I usually say to my clients uh, the only thing I'm very worried about is the rats yes <laughs> because yes me too. <laughs> that's the only thing yeah but apart from that you know that you get one every so often and i got to say with a big aqua grande of a big high water we had we had a bit of a cleared out as well but apart from that for them it's a sense of community you know people tend to know well you know they all know each other so that's nice that it's something that you still get in the small towns of italy anyway but particularly it's venice Mm -hmm. is different because there are no cars as you said what do you you personally
1: think is the cause for that safety i mean is it safe and small so my thinking is
0: Uh, i think it's a mix of two things well first of all you usually have uh, and i'm not trying to be uh how can i say i'm not racist about anything like that well i try to not be patient because i think everybody's a little bit but let's say i'm trying not to be but uh, generally speaking you do have a high amount of crime where there is uh, poverty and we know this venice unfortunately is a city where unless you have got loads of money yes. it's impossible to live so it's an old city because uh we Average age is very old We're talking about, I think, uh, above sixty. I didn't know that. Okay, and also something we were reasoning the other day with some people, uh, we were joking about this. You know, we used to have a big problem with terrorism in Italy, you know, in the seventies, eighties. Yeah, and we reasoned that in Venice it could never have happened. Why? Because because of the sense of community, everybody mm-hmm. knows each other. So if you see all of a sudden somebody over and over and over keeping an eye out and stuff you think hang on it's not resident it's definitely not tourist who, who, who is that person so that was a lookout account. yeah they stick out um they, we i mean don't get me wrong we do have uh, pickpocketers but uh, they don't live in venice they come in the morning by train or by bus do their business and then they go back up because it's expensive right. to live in venice so, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why it's, uh, you know, very safe. And also because, as I said before, we're losing 1,000 inhabitants per year in Venice because of housing situation. So because it's impossible to, to have a home. I mean, is it really is so mm-hmm. expensive to have a home. And because of the Airbnbs, now most of the homes are rented as Airbnb and not to the locals. So you put all those things together, I think that's why we got such a low crime rate definitely not because we've got lots of police because we don't wow. have lots of police at all that is
1: interesting <laughs> well, terrible. so that
0: when something really bad happens oh my god you're like yeah right, so okay. it's a
1: combination <laughs> of everyone knows everyone um there's a strong sense of community yeah there's kind of yeah. a barrier to entry it's difficult to get to or it, right i mean it's not difficult to get to but it, there's you have to leave the mainland to come but
0: yeah 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 it's a yeah it's a combination okay. of the things but mainly i think i think is because it's an expensive oh, gotcha. city okay. to live in so we we there are no poor areas there are no uh areas where you think oh my god it's mm-hmm. run down you know then as soon as you move over to the uh to the river uh sorry to the river to to the bridge and you go to the mainland then that's another story then it's when you get the areas that can which be, mainland is know, that what is it we're okay. talking about Mestre. Okay. How do you Mestre. spell
1: that?
0: Just over the bridge, M-E-S-T-R-E, and that is God not to be confused with Venice because unfortunately it's the first uh, okay. train stop, and a lot of people unpo- unfortunately mistake it because it's called Venezia Mestre. And you have Venezia Santa Lucia. When you go to Venice, you need to get off okay. at the end of the line. That is Venezia Santa Lucia. If you get off in Venezia Mestre. Then you go to the mainland you know what we call terra mm, yes, firma. Terra firma, I
1: know that. <laughs> we
0: call it. So firma, yeah.
1: when you went to school abroad, did you have every intention to come back? Oh, I didn't
0: go to school abroad, I went to live abroad. I actually finished my um language uh, school because I did the language and tourism in Venice in just by the Ghetto, and then I left uh, and I lived there for 12 years where I worked um i had my family well i i have an ex-husband from there so you know built a family then we came back here and uh, yeah that's it so it was uh, i wanted to improve my english but absolutely I
1: yes in fact, <laughs> a <bit>. i even <laughs> a bit. detected a little yeah. bit of a british accent it was a different accent like ah, right, it fascinates me yeah okay so and then your family um how long have they been in the region in this region
0: Oh, they, my family is from around here. Yeah, yeah. They are born and bred from, the, you know, from here, from the countryside. And, you know, uh, I grew up just outside right. of Venice, literally. Uh, and my parents grew up and my grandparents. So I'm not from Venice city. I'm just from the, you know, what the Venetians call the, you know, okay, the sticks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But still, yeah. but still, still, uh, we, we do call ourselves yeah, Venetians
1: anyway. Of so-, so, yeah do you you remember any experiences or stories from your grandparents or parents about venice
0: well well not much as my grandparents because i didn't see my grandparents very much but i do remember well there is a not as much from my my parents as in um, i have a memory of me and my parents and i actually wrote uh, years ago, we were asked to write uh, a series of, um, you know, uh, the first impression that we had for Venice for a book uh, for somebody that was like trying to raise money. And uh, I was asking, uh, you know, I wrote what my first impression. I still remember. It. I was, I think it was, a, I was about five years old and my dad uh, was taking me and my mom mm-hmm. on a Vespa and we were going across the uh, the long bridge and it was uh, summer, so it was very very hot and i remember my mom sitting at the back of my dad but as we used to ride mopeds so not sitting with the lacrosse like, lavaba on the side she had this little mm. foulard you know to keep uh, keep her uh, hair and i was at the front with my dad but thank god i had a uh, yeah. swing shield, you know <laughs> uh, because i had all yeah. the mosquitoes coming <laughs> in my mouth but i still remember the feeling of sitting you know five-year-old sitting like that and uh, looking on one side and see all of the lagoon and all the water. And on the other side, seeing the train passing, stuck with people. is always stuck with people. You know, back in the days, they, they didn't have conditioning. So you can imagine all these trains totally packed with the windows closed. Oh, people God. like, oh, going over. Oh. And I still remember all of a sudden uh, the, all the you know the church towers all the buildings of Venice emerging and I still have this picture in my mind and thinking oh my god Mm. and I was only five you know so that's uh, my first memory I think is the strongest memory of uh, the city he said "We my dad we my dad we were talking about it right about this Sunday the first memory that and uh, that we have uh, together of carnival And my dad still remembers us, me, my mama, uh, my sister, and him getting stuck because the crowds were so huge that you know, he he said to me, I had to take you and your sister, put my hands against the window of a shop, and cover you to protect you. Because he said the crowds were crazy, you know, pushing and things, you know. And it was interesting because I didn't remember that part. I remember the fun part.
1: (laughs) (laughs) you remember save my daughter and so you you were mentioning the for your first you were thinking like oh my god what what was like going through your mind and heart as a five-year-old when you saw all of this
0: I don't know it felt magic I really felt like magic it felt like you know all of a sudden you have a dream and all of a sudden you know you know like when you're in a desert and you see the lights going like this uh, you know the um, shimmering uh the vapor mm-hmm. and yes. the, you know the heat and you see that's it that was the image that i have obviously i think he was distorted by the screenshot yeah. by the heat yeah. <laughs> but still that that is the the, the image that uh, my first image of venice and it's very interesting because years back years ago i was walking with some friends in venice and all of a sudden we were going through a small alleyway and i literally just because we were trying to avoid some people I put my hand on a wall and I had like a flashback and I thought oh my oh. god I think I was born in uh, 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 uh. so I some uh, uh, you know when you feel all of a sudden you're thinking yes. I've been here before and I've never been in that part wow. of town before I thought, I've been here before this is feels so oh, I just familiar and, I thought, and in my in my head I thought I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I lived here before because every time, I, even though I live outside and I, you know, I grew up outside, every time I went to Venice, it felt so familiar for me. And every time I go, when I go for work every day, it's like uh, I'm yes. meant to be there, even though I don't want to live there, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying, but is I love my car too much. I love my car too much, but I've, um, yeah, it's so uh, weird, but you know, is I think that's what Venice does to you. Is uh, you, I always say you have a love it. Or you hater okay there is no it? way in between you haven't this uh, you'll be so i think because some people come and don't <sighs> okay first i think the problem is with people who come too fast they come like morning and then yeah. by the evening they're gone so we don't really get the city and i think is i think it didn't used to happen in the past I think it's happening more and more now because of this fast, it's a bucket list uh, tick that you have to put. It's not really because I want to go and see Venice because Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful city. And not everybody understands it. Uh, You know, a lot of people are not used to walk a lot. A lot of people are not used to the heat. A lot of people are not used to the crowds. So if you have a combination of all of this and you don't understand that you can scratch they're away and all you got to do is turn left or right and all of a sudden you are alone and there is nobody around now everybody mm-hmm. understands that yeah. so trust me there are people that don't like Venice they don't, but simply because yeah. they didn't understand yeah. it, I was thing.
1: speaking about this with someone else and that is um what do you think for someone who has never been to Venice what do you think would be the ideal amount of time for someone to really digest and experience it as a first-timer
0: So you are talking to the person that for years has been promoting slow tourism in Venice. (laughs) So for me, minimum, minimum for nights. As uh, much as people give to Rome, they should give to Venice. And I explained you also for one reason, people go to Rome and think, Oh, there is so much to do. And they do so little research in Venice and they don't realize that we go more than a hundred churches more than 40 between museums and galleries. Uh, Let's not even talk about the restaurant and all of the activities that you can do because Venice is not just about monuments and art. You can do rowing, you can do cooking, you can do uh, electric boats, uh, you can do mass making. Uh, I mean, there is so much that can be done in Venice that truly make you understand what the city... Oh, and the visit of all the artisans. We have got such an impressive number of artisans. So it really annoys me sometimes when I see people, oh, I can do Venice in one night or two nights. You're not seeing Venice. you have seen St. Marks and Rialto. That's all you see. Venice is not St. Mm-hmm. Marks and Rialto. They are obviously yes. part of Venice. But it's like saying, I go to New York and I only go and see Times Square yeah. and that's it. I'm pretty sure the New Yorkers will get yes, pretty upset. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And that's what people do with Venice. That's what they do. And also, I think the best way to do it is first. And I think it's what's wrong nowadays with tourists. I don't have a problem with big numbers because I always say, if people Venice is a city used to have more than 180,000 people living there. We now have 50, 000, less than 50,000. So it can cope with a big numbers. Why it cannot cope is with fast big numbers, because it's it, If uh, your average people stay five to seven nights, they are investing in the city, they are investing in these people, the city can Mm -hmm. cope with a number. The problem is when I have people arriving at 10 o'clock in the morning, use all the services, everybody goes to the same places and then go Ah. away. That's what we cannot cope with. Okay. That's what is the problem.
1: Yep. One of the things that I've been so impressed by just from my own research and talking to other Venetians is the resilience, but also the innovation. So that's in your DNA is um, problem solvers, mm. right? That's that's how you were Well,
0: listen, you know, this is a city that was built on water that exactly was never meant point. to be built on yes. water. You know, so the Venetians are, you know, if you look at the history of the Venetians is uh, this is a city that... Uh, uh, didn't have a, uh, all the food that you could have was salt because they were salt makers and uh, just a bit of a fish. They didn't have fruits. They didn't have vegetables. They didn't have meat. They managed to become one of the most powerful cities, republics, territories in the history of the world. How did they manage to make that? Because every time they they were fighting a war, they were already thinking, how do I overcome this? Now, we are resilient. Yes, we're merchants as well. So, you know, you're always uh, on the lookout. Yes, the merchants are (laughs) on (laughs) the Find it. (laughs) Yeah, you know, so it's uh, like that. Yeah, and I think we we showed how much, the nation is still very much resilient after the 2019 Aqua Granda, the high water, but, uh, you know, it was a huge, I mean, I lived it from the outside because of living in the country, but I still remember at midnight, sitting on the sofa and seeing the up and the water was going up like uh, literally one centimeter a minute and it was, I was sending messages to friends. What's going on? Are you okay? What's was saying people calling me in tears. And I mean, it was crazy. And the, and the days after he got, you know, trying to go and help everybody, you know, to pull the water out and everything. And total wreck. I mean, uh, homes. I mean, I have a friend that poor thing, uh, literally all of her uh. home went uh, mattresses, clothes, you know, everything, uh. books. So she, she's, they were uh, husband and wife are writers. Uh-huh. So all of their books, uh, you know, you can imagine when you're a writer of a collection right. of books, you have everything destroyed. So, but within a month, Venice mm-hmm. was back on track, you know? It's only because COVID uh, then arrived, but otherwise, if it was for Venice, we were already going with Carnival, you know, yeah. uh, February. I mean,
1: you basically proved my point. That was exactly my point. When there's a problem, there will be a creative, innovative solution and there's a, an innate strength. And the reason I, I brought that up was... You mentioned how one of the problems was people will come in and then they'll go out and they all go to the same places. So you've got, so, and I know what happened recently with the cruise ship, where that cruise ships are no longer allowed mm-hmm. to port there, right? Which, or tell me.
0: Yeah, they're not allowed, they're not allowed to port here, but we still go, we still go the cruise ship people arriving because they're arriving in Trieste and then they're brought over I by okay. coaches. So... But I, to be honest with you, I think about what uh, is a good job that is not happening anymore, but uh, that hasn't stopped the numbers because if you come to Venice now, we still have a huge number. So the problem wasn't just the cruise ships. They were part of the problem, but it wasn't just the numbers of, of people because the numbers of people come by plane, come by coaches and stuff. The main problem with the cruise ships is they were causing big problems when it comes down to the bottom of the, of the, you know, the sea of the lagoon. That was very good, bad. And in fact, they already noticed that in the last year, the pollution level, since this, the big ones stop stopped coming in because they haven't stopped coming in. We still have cruise ships coming in, but they are much smaller ones, okay? So the big ones are not coming in and the pollution level has gone down. So mm-hmm. that is great. But when it comes down to the number of people that hasn't stopped because you still have you know, the big uh, airlines you know, the cheap airlines bringing people over. So I just think, uh, I don't know, I don't don't agree at all with the approach that the city authority at the moment is having for reducing numbers. They, in their opinion, you reduce the numbers just by charging people more. No. That's a very narrow-minded uh, way I always say this uh, and uh, I'm very happy because I thought it was I was uh, like a pie eye idea but it turns out that m- many people agree with me but the only way that we can reduce or regulate the numberless the numbers of people is by educating people so I always say podcast blo- bloggers uh, articles uh, interviews on TV we should show how much there is to do in Venice. That way, when somebody goes and plans his holiday and realizes that there is so much to do and is logistically impossible to do it in two days, they increase the number and of days. And so, they what want if you do.
1: incentivize people for staying five days or longer? What if the city offered a five-day pass, and if you buy the five-day ah, pass, then yes. you, you get benefits or discounts
0: right uh, i know you would have thought that would be an easy solution wouldn't you but you know our city authority doesn't believe in that things because they're very happy to have uh, day trippers because they get more money out they of the day trippers so Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you know it's easier for them to say i'll put the tax of a day because at the end of the day they're gonna get the put the tax of day rather than i don't know the, at the moment in the city there is a very narrow-minded view of um you know no future it is uh, living day by day um i was a bit upset because during the pandemic I- Actually, with another blogger, we actually contacted the Ven because it's, it's changed now. But the Ven turi- tourism counselor and um, asked them, asked her, what's a message we could give now? You know, we're in the middle of pandemic. Nobody's in Venice. This is the moment where we should be, you know, approaching a different kind of tourism. And she said to me, "Oh, this is not the time to do it." And at which I was like, uh, "Okay, that's it. We totally have." A totally different uh, opinion on how to handle things. But unfortunately, that's the way it is. it's uh, In Venice, unfortunately, money I talks see. a well, lot. That's,
1: um, so, yeah, so it sounds like it's possibly an enrollment problem or an influence problem or a corruption. Do you think it could even be corruption?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But I can't say this uh, loudly because <laughs> I'm already on the blacklist <laughs> okay. of a, a okay, mayor. Okay, so. Okay. I don't- <laughs>
1: Be we can edit that time. out if you wish, but uh
0: but let's No, that's fine, but I can only say certain things. I risk to be so I risk to be so yes. yes. for
1: <laughs> a slander yeah. or something. Okay, so we'll 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 cut that out. Um so I <laughs> let's shift now you can leave it. You can leave it, but just don't okay, ask okay. me any more questions <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll try to be good. Don't worry, we'll be talking Chiquetti and the secret to great Venetian food on Thursday and Saturday. So on Tuesday, December 26th, we'll be leaving Venice and going to another unique city in the US, New Orleans, which is the birthplace of jazz, fun, food, and music. However, if some of you want to stay behind and go a little deeper into Venice, I encourage you to check out Monica's podcast, Venice Talks. It is linked below in the show notes, and you can also find her website to get your food tours booked. See you on Thursday.